Soccer Podcast is BYOT. Bring your own tacos. Dick swinging. Swinging. You're listening to American Slacker Podcast. We can say fuck. We can say fuck. With Matthew Gertz and Jesse Landers. I don't care if it's spoken. This is cool. That's a decent amount of sausage. This man you know needs what? a doctor. Yeah. I just hope they're tasty. What's up with these clowns, man? Cut the lights and went through people's pockets. Don't you point that at each other. Let them smoke a little. You need to like step it up to that point. <laughs> we're not gonna. We're not gonna lead with the. We're not gonna lead. Oh. <laughs> So this last weekend, I had the privilege of attending the Minus Zero Festival, which is an electronic music festival up on Stratton Mountain in Vermont. It was pretty wild. It was cool being up in the you know the mountain. The lodges are pretty neat. It's like a little town, and uh, the show was wild, man. Bass Nectar was there, Pierce Fulton, Grizz. There was a ton of DJs, and uh, we only went Saturday, but it was wild. Huge crowd, fucking mayhem. Great time. Great now, music. Now, I saw you were on a bus at one point. During, yeah, during yeah, we were on a bus Snapchat. because we had the park so far away that they had to shuttle us in. Which oh, okay. The worst part was leaving the show and having to wait for that shuttle because it was fucking cold at night. Ooh, yeah. Vermont at night on a ski mountain, that can Oof. get chilly. Dude, it was so bad. It Is that why so they call bad. it minus zero? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and apparently it's like one of the first festivals of the year. It's like a kickoff of like ending the shitty weather. So it's like in the name you know like the title meant minus zero you're gonna have to put up with it to get into the festival season you had fun though it looked like oh man i had so much fun and it's gonna bring me to the next time we do some music coverage i have uh a little electronic music to uh bring to your world cool cool so that's something to look forward to people it's always good to go out there see other bands see what's going on what's new in the scene yeah man i'm always about exploring new genres new artists um it was fun, man. And, uh, you know, I don't have a lot of experience in the EDM world. I listen to a lot of electronic, but not really the EDM-like style, you know, the dubstep, the trap step, all that fun stuff, and trance. And uh, I'm really getting into it. It's it's fun, man. The shows are a, a whole different... There's a whole different element of energy compared to, like, the shows that me and you have gone to our whole lives, like, of rock and punk rock. and Yeah, I, j- I just and... know kicking people in the face. That's all I That's all I, I know. I know, yeah, yeah. Windmilling, yeah, oh, yeah. What do you I mean know, no man. one's bleeding? Where's the pit? I don't get it. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? Clear the pit. Clear the pit. And everybody's like, wait, what's this guy doing? <laughs> the drummer forgot his other fucking bass pedal. I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, there, well, there is some similarities. There's a lot of headbanging. Which would kind of took me a second to get into because I was like, "This is this isn't really headbanging music. What the fuck is this?" It's like but a different rhythm it. of headbanging. Different rhythm, but people are straight like fucking whirling hair up and down, like fucking slamming. It's, what was it's it wild. called? What was it called when? Uh, remember, remember our friend uh, Chris Knight. He kept, he used to be really good at that one style of dancing. Oh God! Where uh, and Tyler used to do it too. Where they'd like you do like grabbing stars or like picking up petties shit remember, I don't remember dude. you remember that, what that's that, yeah. called that's a reach for the sky motherfucker i don't know <laughs> yep yep and like doing like the two-step sort of thing but like uh skanking at the same time a little oh bit. It yeah was, like i don't know man i don't i can't remember what the fuck it is it's like every generation's <laughs> every generation you get like these waves of like dance styles 
and they only stick around yep. for a little bit but it's like it's like kept watching a shooting star being a part of it or seeing it go on you know constant evolution man that evolution of dance video that's old i'm dating myself <laughs> bringing that up uh, let's not do that let's not welcome to american slacker podcast people as always i'm matthew i'm jesse and uh we've got I'm quite the show coffee. here you're drinking coffee <laughs> i'm drinking beer what are you doing Switching off between coffee and vodka. Well, I mean, it's 7 there, it's 10 here. Yeah. And you give it a couple hours, you'll be moving to the alcohol. <laughs> Getting there. Uh, we wanted to start this out, you know, please recommend our show to a friend. If you enjoy listening to us, pass it along. Yeah, we, uh, we hope that we're worthy enough that you can go out on a limb and you know someone who's interested in the same sort of stuff you are, that you're listening to this show. So let, uh, let them know you, where they can find us. Uh, an easy way to find us these days, we just got our YouTube channel up and going. So if, if they're not familiar with how podcasts work or how to download them, it's an easy way to start them out. Send them on over to our YouTube channel. We have all of our episodes up on there, and we even have a playlist of our favorite picks, I guess you'd call them that. Yeah, yeah. Like our I don't want to play episodes, favorites. Our number one downloads and episodes that mean you both enjoyed um, creating and have had positive feedback from. Jesse's been hard at work putting these up, and it's an easy way, you know, for that friend that is completely non-podcast savvy. Like, uh, it's it, it podcasting can be intimidating. I mean, you got to download a player, you got to learn how to add the feeds, you know. So send them to YouTube. American Slacker Podcast. It'll pop right up like a normal video. You get to see our sweet logo and listen to our wonderful voices. Yeah. We're hoping that's uh, a new way to, a new channel to open up American Slacker to uh, new listeners and and new fans. Another thing we're asking of our fans is we're hoping to contact some graphic artists. If you're a fan of the show and you think you got what it takes, uh, shoot us an email at americanslackerpodcast at gmail.com. We are looking to maybe throw some shirt designs together. Yeah, we need to create some solid merchandise. We, we want some ideas from out of our realm. We want somebody to come and help us design the shirt of all shirts. Maybe the shirts of all shirts. It depends <laughs> on what we're working with. But we want something far out there as an idea that explains who we are, but yet has a little bit of the fun. You, you, can, take a look, I mean, it's, you can take a look at our Instagram and give you an idea of what kind of style we like and our... our I guess, themes that we kind of go with. It's a lot of Sasquatches yeah. and weed. Yeah, a lot of Sasquatches. You know, there's a Professor X. A lot of Conor McGregor. Very true. Can't forget yeah. McGregor. Can't forget the McGregor. So, yeah, reach out to us if you uh, if you have a cool style, you're a fan of the show, we'd love to hear from you, and we can uh, talk business uh, in the Gmail. Now, before we get into our our news, uh, we have, we to have an update. We have an update. We've made a mistake. But we, we are fake our, news. We, but we do admit our mistakes here at American Soccer Podcast. We will never lead the l- listeners astray. We're always doing fact checks on what we've put forward on the podcast, and we fucked up last time. We fucked up, but we caught it. We're doing an update to correct our mistake. If you listen so, to the last episode, you'll probably know what story it, it actually was, because it was almost too good to be true. And I was just thinking the exact same words. It was too good to be true. So, we featured a story on the last episode about a woman who had trained squirrels to attack her boyfriend. Well, her ex-boyfriend. Unfortunately, the story was all concocted by somebody with a genius mind, and it is not true. Yeah, over at, completely fake. over at World Daily News, we, we dug a little deeper after 
already releasing the episode and uh we found out that they're a lot like the onion and there's like one little bit of text at the bottom of their homepage, you know, that says we're satirical. So we should have, we should have caught it. It's on us, but we're admitting it. And that's the important but hey, thing. That's the first fuck up and about 33 episodes. Yeah. Not too bad. I'll take that statistic. Yeah. I, I think we're doing pretty good. And we're, uh, we're going to be constantly fact checking as we go through. This keeps us on our toes. Yeah. We don't we'll want to let you be hypercritical now. We don't want to <laughs> let people down. We're, uh, you know, we even said on the on when we were talking about this story, it's cartoonish. Yeah, we didn't want to believe it ourselves. We really, we we thought it was a little bit uh, vibrant for reality, but we had the highest hopes. But we're digging deeper, and that brings us into our bizarre news. We're starting off oh, yeah. with weed coverage, as we like to do. We try to educate people a little bit on what's going on in the marijuana world. In terms of legalization, uh, growing, all that kind of stuff. We're going to have a special 420 bonus episode coming out, so make sure you uh, look out for that. I don't know. I might have just spoiled the surprise, but it surprise, should be pretty obvious. We're going to do something for, for, for 420. You know that that day comes around. There's going to be something coming out from the Slackers. So keep an eye out for that. This article that I came across, it's from New York Times. It's titled, A Real Estate Boom Powered by Pot. It's a fairly long article. Uh, I read through it, and the gist of it is the fact that there's a lot of defunct buildings and warehouses and storefronts in towns that don't have too much going on economically. And across many states from California to Maine uh, to Colorado, all these places that have legalized, or at least done medical to some extent, there is an industry boom for people renting out these spaces to grow legally and under like the uh, legal state laws. spots, yeah. The, uh, the market kind of needs this surge because there's a lot of, as I said, things that are sitting around sort of not being used, decrepit, defunct. Uh, when you grow, you do need a lot of space. Oh, yeah. You got to section it off for different rooms and different areas. Along with drying, oh, yeah. processing. And at oh, the yeah. level just, yeah, that some part alone, and at the level that some people are doing it, you know, they they need like this this one large could never have space. enough room at that level. Well, you're not doing it in the basement of a house or something. This is and yeah. and they're trying to do it legitimately too. So it takes away when you can rent a space. It definitely takes away the stigma. The only thing is there is a little bit of a cash grab going on. You know, uh, people are paying people are paying uh, five million. For a ten-acre area with greenhouses that they would have paid two million, two and a half million for last year, so the boom is happening. It's it's super interesting. I, I found the article to be a really great read. I think people should go check it out. We'll try we'll try and put a link up somewhere, um, either on social media, maybe on our Facebook page. Yes, without a doubt, send it out there so everybody can take a look at this. Well, our next story has a uh, boom of its own. Um, it's a little bit electrifying, you could say, but it's for a good cause. In Deriddler, Louisiana, a local police union is raffling off the chance to use a stun gun on one of its officers. Damn. Now, what better way to raise money for charity than assault with a deadly weapon? I mean, come on. <laughs> eh, is it deadly? I, it could be if you have a heart condition. Yeah, well, yeah, true. <laughs> I don't want to get tased. I feel like there's a chance. So it's deadly with know. it's deadly with condition. I mean, you're, we're not talking like a hand taser. We're talking like you're getting shot 
with a fucking taser that goes into your skin and shoots oh, that electric through your body. It's got the prongs. Yeah, it's a shot taser. Because like, cops don't use hand tasers. Like they use like the fucking shooting kind. You want to put um, distance. Yeah, exactly. You, you don't want to be right up. I mean, come on. That's what the baton is for. If you're close enough, you're gonna whack that motherfucker with the baton. <laughs> um, so police chief John Gott says that uh, one of the officers actually suggested himself to do it, which is pretty cool. And it's for uh, funds for a um, a Christmas toy drive. So it's gonna, you know, the funds that they raise from this this deed here are gonna be used to purchase toys for local families that are in need. So okay. I mean. It's quite the good deed here. Unfortunately, you won't be able to bid on this. By the time this episode is released, this will have already happened. So, we're going to include the footage, hopefully, of uh, whatever goes down. Um, apparently, the prize is intended for adults only, so it won't be a child that's doing the murderous shooting of the taser. Not this time, <laughs> uh, at least. Not this time, unlike a story that we featured a few times ago about a young girl who had a bucket list for tasing an officer, and she got to do the deed. <laughs> yeah that was that was a cool video but she didn't enjoy it it seemed no she uh she was actually a little upset after she realized that the officer dropped down and was screaming in pain she didn't exactly realize that it was going to be a um harmful effect i don't know how well, but, you're shooting you know. someone with she's a taser a i mean come on she's just a kid come it's, on there's a difference between real anything. life and video games i'm glad she learned that ah oh, man so, yeah, but the detail about it being intended for adults only was not included on flyers. And um, they got some negative reaction because uh, parents were apparently flipping out thinking that they, uh, they wanted a kid because, you know, it's for a child's, you know, charity. Well, you're going to deny your child that opportunity? I mean, come on. What kind of parent are you if you're not going to let your kid just tase an officer when they're asking for it? Yeah, I mean, not when... Not when they're, uh, you know, coming after I mean, you. don't just sneak up on a cop when he's at a restaurant and, and sh fucking shoot him with a taser while he's, so, you know, sipping on his coffee having a bagel or something. I, I would say this was a noble act by the police officer to put himself up t to this. Yeah, man, especially charity. I mean, charities, come on. Especially when you can do something that costs nothing to raise a good amount of money for good. Now, this led us to think about what we would do for charity. If we were given the instance, what would you do for a charity? You know, like what kind of instance would you take, you know, harm or whatever? Weird well, we scenario. said, we said a million dollars, right? That's what we're setting it at. Yeah. About a million dollars. Okay. We, so million dollar do donation. Dollars? I'm going to give, uh, I'm going to give my million to the marijuana policy project. And I'm taking a bowling ball to the nuts from uh one of those water slides at like a water park oh my god dude you're gonna have no nuts left well hopefully no oh, i mean damn it i should have donated the uh the fucking money to like a thing that rebuilds people's balls that's what i was just thinking like yeah because <laughs> then you're covered reconstruction fund foundation <laughs> Idiots give with you some rubber nuts to put in there to just to fill, you know. Idiots with dumb ideas uh, foundation. I might need that one. Well, mine was a little less self, like harm inflicting. Um, I had to go big. You know? I would, I would say, you know, I would take like a, give me a twenty ounce bottle, dunk it into a grab, I'll drink it. Oh, you know, dirty grab water. Uh, Donate that money to the profits of legalization and medical. Uh, I'll do it. Million dollars, terrible. dude, for that kind of. You know, I mean, come on. 
That's, that's, that's pushing terrible. a step in the right direction. So we went two different avenues here. You went uh, Well, yeah. Like I like my ingestion. nuts too much, man. I'm not going to risk and them I went, for, for anybody. I went physical These harm. Nuts. Yeah, <laughs> no, dude. Got my you. nuts are not up for grabs. They've done it on Jack. How many millions? I didn't say I didn't. Maybe I we get the trillion. I didn't say I wasn't using a cup. It's still gonna hurt. Oh, oh! I didn't read the fine print. You gotta be smart about it. You gotta be smart about it. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking like a plain bone ball to the fucking bare nuts. You're wearing like uh, swim trunks, and that's your protection. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> that that wouldn't be doing you too much good. If, if you just go in swim trunks, you think it's swim trunks because I'm at the water park? Yeah, well, yeah, it's logical. I mean, you got to be sitting in the water, like, side with some jeans on. Some, Come on. An armored suit. That's what I'm going in. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Why the, is there uh, a goddamn night on the slide? You know, it, it, it's, you got to make it every place your uh, castle. You got to make it your palace. Ah. Uh-huh. Speaking of palaces, you like that segue? We're going to. That's a good one. We're going to a story. Where, uh, about a family who has been gifted a cable box with the name The Fuck Palace. Oh, man. Talk about the most unique name ever for getting a used product. Yeah, the uh, if, if people aren't aware, you know, you can name your, your different technological devices. You can name your uh, router, your modem, you your know. Phone. Your, your phone. Your phone will even come up. You can name your laptop, your Xbox, and your cable box. Well, this family wasn't aware of the fact that one of their cable boxes that they were given from Comcast wasn't named Living Room or Media Room, but the one in their bedroom was named The Fuck Palace. Now, this is not a single event that has happened amongst Comcast customers. Apparently, they've had technicians name boxes inappropriate things for customers against their knowledge assuming and in this case it wasn't so much a mischievous installer it was them not wiping the box from the last customer that had it yeah which is a common practice i believe with a lot of shit like I well, mean, you would think that they would if you wipe get a refurb it. cell phone, you could get it, like, fucking with shit on it. Like, I've, um, a buddy of mine back in the day got a phone um, refurbed, and it actually had nudes on it. Oh, shit. Yeah, it was it was quite funny. He was like, dude, check this out. There's fucking nudes on this. Oh, my God. T- yeah. D- if you like find that shit, delete nude. I was like, if what If you the find fuck? that shit, delete it. D- this is mm. what you... Well, and first off, if you're getting rid of your phone, wipe that shit. Wipe that shit, especially if you got some fucking controversial material on there yeah seriously that's uh it's gonna get you in some trouble nobody wants their hoo-hahs on the internet here (laughs) in this case it got comcast in trouble with their customer the customer was very upset that his preteen son was the one who was you know trying to set up the routers and all that stuff and found that their cable box was named the fuck palace Oh, please. That kid said Fuck Palace three times that week already. He's, he's already gone to fuckpalace.com, that kid. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, he calls his bedroom the Fuck Palace, even though he's never been laid. He he actually meant to name his cable box that, and he messed, he fucked up and named it. I will, imagine the, the kid named it that, and, his, and then his parents came in and found out, and he was like, oh, it was like that. The, <laughs> the uh, customer has received two free months of cable. And a $25 voucher, but they really you just want a face-to-face meeting with the Comcast CEO, Brian Roberts, which uh, we, we thought was ridiculous. 
How are you dare talk to a billion dollar CEO over such a small instance like that? Like, what does he have to do with the hand in that? Like, do you want him to tighten down on his employees? Is that what you're trying to get to? Well, it's just like, then you're better off talking to a manager. He's exactly. not dealing with the installers. He's the CEO. You don't fucking go to the head to deal with the people that are at the bottom. Most he can do is give you a t-shirt, and you already got two free months of cable and a $25 voucher. Yeah, be happy with that. I'm not I'm not trying to defend Comcast here, but this guy got an introduction to the true fuck palace, which is fucking consumerism. Like, <laughs> fucking, this company is the fuck palace. You, if you want to get fucked, welcome to Comcast. Yep, they'll do it to you. I've been trying Similar to, to Spectrum, I've been trying to lower, Time Warner cable. I'm trying Fuck to lower my bill and get rid of a fucking landline for a year and a half here. I don't need that <laughs> shit. Nobody needs a landline these days. We got fucking phones in our pockets, man. But Everybody has a landline. What the fuck? I guess somewhere in my contract it says unless I give up my firstborn to Comcast, I'm not able to get out of this landline contract. So, huh? So if you want to yeah, get at me, it's uh, it's three eight. You got to spin the rotary back. Two eight seven nine. Are you giving five, away five, your five, number five, on the five, fucking? Five, wait, what? Five, okay, five, 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 okay. Five. <laughs> I was gonna say, don't give your number out over the air here. No, I gave out one you. of the Crime Roulette numbers. It's one oh, of those guys. Go. Oh, good. Yeah. Check out Crime Roulette, by the way. Yeah. Shout out. Hopefully, to it was Bradford's. <laughs> Bradford, we're giving out your number. So we're giving out your. <laughs> so he's don't this be guy, mad at us, Bradford. This guy, uh, Dave. Is not going to meet Dave Watson. He's not going to meet Brian Roberts, either of the CEOs of Comcast. He's going to be chilling at home in the fuck palace. Because oh. he's fucked. Just rename he's your fucked. rename your cable box. Get over it, man. Just get over it, man. You got some free shit out of it. Just move your life along. That's the best You're you never can gonna ask see Brian for. Roberts. I'm sorry. You're never going to be in the same room as this guy. That's the best you can ask for in America is if someone, if a company fucks up, you get... You're it fixed and you get free shit. That's about all you get, man. You're yeah, not getting... and I would say they got more than enough free shit for that simple error because of a, a curse word. Come on, don't be don't be pansy. You think they fuck up your coffee at Dunkin' Donuts? You're gonna go get to meet Mister D Donuts at fucking yeah. uh, Dunkin' Donuts headquarters? No. Yeah, yeah. It's not how it works. Fucking, yeah, you don't you don't meet the colonel if you fucking get the wrong type of chicken in your bucket at KFC. Ronald McDonald sure. is not prepping your fucking. Mc- Big Mac. <laughs> no, but the Hamburglar is. Oh, yes, absolutely. He, You can ream him out anytime. Yeah, yeah, he's just the, the, the company stooge. Well, over in India, they got brought to fuck Palace as well. Because a new law has issued that all bars, pubs, and liquors across the country have to be at least 500 meters away from state and national highways. And this all came down on April 1st. Now, this makes a nightmare for all current business owners because... If they had been in an operating zone within that distance, a lot of them had to shut down because there's nothing they could do to modify the property, you know, to get, a, you know, I mean, what are you going to do? If you're 500 meters within, you're fucked. What are you, you can't move your building. You can't fucking move your building. You can't up and lift your fucking shit. Well, one bar owner came up with quite the crafty solution. And what he did is he made a, a like a maze type deal so that you had to walk 520 meters to actually get inside of this bar. Very, very now, smart. This is called the I, the Ashwarya bar. Sorry, it's, a, it's an odd name. Somewhere in, in North India. Paravor, um, a suburb of Kochi. 
You and, do uh, better with actually... these foreign names than I ever do. I have to give ah, you that. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I butcher them. Uh, dude, it's so easy to butcher these. Um, well, he was forced to close down temporarily when that court ruling came into effect. But instead of complaining or moving along to a new location, he actually hired some workers and spent three days putting up a series of concrete blocks that essentially made a big, giant maze. And you had to walk 520 meters through these mazes to get to the location. Therefore, he is allowed to sell alcohol, technically. There you go. You just got to work around the law. Long walk to get to your drinks, and God bless you for the walk out if you're wasted. Because <laughs> it's going to be like a sideshow at a circus. Well, it's it's a straight maze, though, you know. At least he didn't put make a labyrinth on him. Yes. Apparently, officials have already admitted that the solution is acceptable. Um, it's not an aerial distance. It, it's walking distance is fine, I guess. So... I can't believe that this get-around is actually going to cut it. But you know what? Hail to this guy. He's a crafty motherfucker. Absolutely. That's uh, that's A-grade thinking right there. You you got to take a problem and make it a solution. Yeah, man. And apparently it only cost around $2,300 American money to uh, modify the entrance. So it wasn't the end of the world. I mean, imagine what it would cost to buy a new location or rent a new location, move all your shit over there. You might have to get new employees because it's in a new area. Some of the bars even closed, so I mean... Yeah. Oh, yeah, a ton of bars had to close because of this new law, man. Which is, like, crazy that you have... Like, who passes a law like that that's going to obviously hurt all the local businesses? Yeah, it didn't really go into why they created that law. Yeah, I don't know. Is it, like, supposed to keep the drunks off of the the state highways, national highways? Or I mean, I don't understand the logic. <laughs> you know what? That. That's That's probably what it is. If I had to think like, about what it is, that, like, that seems like the only logical thing. Or is it like, do you think they're the drivers, or like maybe they just get wasted and walk into the highways, or walking alongside and fall into it? You know what? We need to take this one step further. Every bar should have a maze at its entrance. Oh. That's just the only way to do it, because if you're too drunk to get through the maze, you're not driving home. Ooh, okay. I you like that. You pass out. You pass out in the maze, you know? And See, they should put mirrors around, and then you'll really have a fun time. And then we'll really sort out the drunks. Because <laughs> they'll be staring be at themselves in the mirror, slobbing, and it will just be funny at the same time. I, I just end up lost in fucking fun. I'd give up and go places. back to the bar. I'm, yeah. I'm not even going to lie. I just, like, I'm staying here tonight, guys. Like, did you leave a half hour ago? It's like, yeah, I couldn't find my way out. I'm back. I, I, I never just... left. <laughs> the employee ex exit just has to be off the back. It's just straight out. There's yeah, nothing. they get the yeah, yeah. <laughs> they get the lucky way. They're like, "Yep, we're out. Peace." The bad door. <laughs> it would suck if every day you had to walk through a maze to get to work. You're like, "I'm fucking late. Shit, I don't want to do this maze." Oh, fuck, fuck, dead end. <laughs> Ten minutes. <laughs> I gotta trace my way back. Did I go left or right? Damn it. Left at the senator. Uh, right. Fuck, I better call. Right at hey the guys, basilisk. I'm in the maze. I'm here. <laughs> I'm fucking lost. It's like, yeah, we see you on the cameras. <laughs> we're watching you. We're having a good time watching you there, Steve. <laughs> Take your time. We don't mind. This is good. That's that's a great way to fail at uh, getting to work is just getting lost in a maze. Uh, Over in God Sweden, they would appreciate that because they have a whole museum dedicated and designed to honoring failure. Ha! Sweden, well, Sweden, why shouldn't you? <laughs> Sweden's Museum of Failure is run by Samuel West, who's obsessed with failures. In fact... He, uh, the innovation researcher and organizational psychologist collects them and now has this collection on display, which he calls the Museum of Failure. It, That's awesome. 
It consists of uh, failed products such as Colgate's unappetizing beef lasagna, Harley Davidson's leather scented perfume, and Bic's sexiest for her ladies' pen. Ladies? Ladies? We got some pens for you. They're pink. We know you like pink because we're from Mad Men. Well, it, this it, this place is filled with just uh, products that didn't work. You know, we got Coca-Cola well, Black. One could say you could find inspiration in a place like that because you can't go to success without failure being one of the first options. Nothing is really useless. Nothing is useless. It can always serve as a bad example. If you're an inventor, if you're coming up with a product, go to this museum. Make sure you're not inventing something along the lines. It's something that's featured in here because... You're going to be setting yourself up for failure. You know what? I'm looking at, and like when I was looking through and I saw this article, Coca-Cola Black kind of stood out to me because I feel like I tried that. It was out between 2006 and 2008. It was a coffee-flavored Coca-Cola drink. lasted two years. Now, you said you heard of this. I've never once heard of this, and that's that's crazy because I feel like that's something that would have caught my mind because I'm a coffee addict. I wouldn't have tried it because, A, I know it tastes like shit already. But I would have been interested in the idea of it because... who the fuck makes a coffee cola? Yeah, like a coffee soda. It'd be interesting, like carbonated coffee. Maybe I'd try it. Now, what do you think Hot Hot Road by Harley Davidson smells like? I think it smells like a big sweaty teen. It's like a like a, a really long hot butthole on like an Arizona road. road it's more musky than Elon butthole. Musk. Oh, so Elon <laughs> Elon Musk puts on Hot Road to tune down his yeah. musk. Okay. Yeah, he has to because it masks his musk and brings him down a notch. <laughs> we love you, Elon. No, no hate. Um, so I don't think I'd wear Harley Davidson Hot Road. That's not I don't think alley. I would either. It's no. not down my road or up my alley. Nope. Neither of the two. You, do you remember the Nokia N-Gage? Oh, dude, yeah. I definitely remember that weird-ass phone, man. S- smartphone um, slash handheld gaming system. Yeah, it was like some kind of like concoction of a cell phone and like a Game Gear. <laughs> there were ve- yeah, there were very few games available. Uh, a lot of these products are ones that are very obscure. You know, you got Blockbuster DVD. That's uh, yeah, clearly been done in by Netflix. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It actually, I believe it came out before Netflix, but uh, nobody was into the idea of subscription like based like mail based uh, DVDs like that. And then Netflix yeah, came it's a uh, show. Oh, it, it was so much easier. I remember when I remember going to Blockbuster and actually renting stuff there, and I remember the transition into Netflix when everyone started doing that. Yeah, man, it was wild. You know, just whatever you wanted, fucking, you get it. You send it out. You get a new one in like a day or two. Yeah, hell, yeah. pretty quick, man. It was awesome, and now we're past that to where we don't even have to do that. It's all right available on your fucking electronic devices for download. It's it's sad that Blockbuster gets straight up called a failure though. They lasted a while. Oh man, they they were the '90s and late '80s. Yeah, without a doubt. Absolutely. Everybody in our age group will remember going to Blockbuster, picking out some movies. They had the snacks. You got everything right there. Bang bang, and you're out. Yep, it was a lot of fun. Nostalgia, man. Nostalgia right there for us. So, that's uh, that's the museum of failure. At least maybe Blockbuster can live on through. Through the Museum of Failure. Soon enough, you could find United Airlines being featured in that. With all the publicity and all the wrong things that are going on with this airlines recently, 
Of course, everybody's probably aware of the infamous passenger being dragged off the flight that's been all over the media lately. Well, one story with United Airlines that happened the same exact day has been underpassed by the media, and we got quite a kick out of this. Now, in Chicago, a man was set to fly... Oh, no, no, no. A Chicago man was set to fly from Houston to Calgary. <laughs> this is a lot he of cities. Was, yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, what happened was the man was enjoying his lunch on the flight. You know, sitting next to his wife. Richard Bell, this man was named. Is named. He didn't die, people. Sorry. It was well, named. We're Bruce not going to make a second Richard fuck Bell. up on this episode. Richard <laughs> Bell. <laughs> Ring your bell, Richard. We honor thee. So he's in a business class seat. He's not even in the general seat, man. He's, he's an upgrade. All of a sudden, something falls into his head. He touches it. He's touching his hair. He grabs it. He swings it out. It's a goddamn scorpion, man. And he's grabbing it by the tail, and it stings him. Ah, uh, that must have rung his bell. A scorpion falls out of the overhead <laughs> unit where you put your damn bags and stings a guy on a fucking commercial flight. You never expect to run into a scorpion on your damn airline. Uh, I, come on, man. Don't open the overhead. That's where I put my scorpion. <laughs> Dude, like, how did this scorpion... Nobody knows how the scorpion got on the plane. He wasn't a stowaway like somebody had a fucking collection of uh, insects and arachnids and shit. Like, no? It wasn't that type of deal. Um, I don't know. I want to know if Houston has scorpions running around. Is that yeah. a thing? If we have listeners in Texas or uh, Houston specifically, tell us, do you have scorpions? I feel like Texas yeah. has scorpions. I could see it. I mean, I know Mexico has them. Like, that's not too far. You know, fuck it. I have one friend from Texas. I can ask him if they have scorpions down there. I believe they do. That's got to be where do. it came it's from. It's got to be where it came from. He somehow found his way. I just want to know how he found his way into the fucking plane and got up into the overhead. <laughs> Maybe he clinged to somebody's bag. You know, I don't know. Oh. Got through um, security? Yeah, right? You pass through security. That's a that's slick a motherfucker. Long, that's a long way to travel. That's a long way to travel. I mean, no scorpion wants to go from the warmth to the cold. What the fuck is he doing going to Calgary? Yeah, right? He's got travel plans for sure. Maybe someone passed in his family. We should. He wanted to be the first scorpion to go international, I guess. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I'm done with America. I'm going to be the first scorpion in Canada. <laughs> I'm going to make it. First Canadian scorpion. Um, it's like uh, Five Will Goes West, but it's uh, Scorpion Goes North. Ah, apparently, uh, they uh, another passenger had given him a Benadryl pill because he started swelling up and having an allergic reaction. And the United scorpion Airlines, yeah, the scorpion had an allergic <laughs> reaction to this guy's blood. Um, so the scorpion wasn't up. doing too well. So they were really worried about his health, which I would be too. I would be concerned about the scorpion. I mean, the poor guy, <laughs> he's just trying to get to Canada on a dream. <laughs> And then this man massacres him. I love how we made it about the scorpion traveling to Canada. It's all about the scorpion here. <laughs> He's the main um, player so, yeah. in this. So, so the guy, obviously, you get stung by a scorpion. He definitely started fucking swelling up and having a reaction. They give him a Benadryl. United Airlines has medical personnel meet them at the fucking, right at the plane as they arrive. Um, the that's poor how scorpion. That's how they're getting people off their planes now. <sighs> the scorpion didn't make it. He didn't make it to Calgary. Oh. Him, and they flushed him down the goddamn toilet. What? He's just going to yep. get back out of there. He's determined. Man, I don't know. I don't know how scorpions deal with water. I feel like they just drown the poor bastard. Yeah, I don't think they're built to swim. 
I don't think they. I don't. I don't imagine it's Scorpion's doggy paddle or anything like that. <laughs> they don't they have got the Scorpion paddle. Back. It, they backswing. They got they, the backspin on it. And they're like, whoosh, whoosh. And the tail maybe does like a propeller move. So they. You never it, know. They could pull like that alligator sort of trick where it like waves the tail maybe. They're like, like right out of the water. That'd be insane. If scorpions can swim, <laughs> let us know what's up. Yeah, like if are Texan we scorpions, scorpions can swim. just like propel around in the water, and this is something we don't know about. They just float like little pontoons. Oh, dude, that could be. That could be. Maybe they do float. Imagine that they're like trying to flush him, and he just wouldn't go down. He was floating on top and like clinging. And he's oh. uh, he's floating down there, planning his v- revenge, like the uh, clown from it. Yeah, man. He was on a whole positive journey, and then he intersected into mayhem, and now he's got a vengeance plan, and he will enact it. And so the man lived, at least for today, until the scorpion exacts its revenge. Oh, he made it. He made it. The scorpion, questionable. We don't know. I'd like to know, but we don't know. <laughs> to be continued. To be continued. We'll try to get an update on the scorpion's life. Hopefully he's kicking it in Calgary, enjoying the weather. Maybe he wanted to be a snow scorpion. Who knows? Maybe he found a wife. He started a family. Ah, yeah, yeah. One of those northern, those nice northern scorpions. You know, the, the, yeah, yeah. Arctic scorpion. That mom always tells you about. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely <laughs> the scorpion you want to bring home to mom. <laughs> so that actually ties into our next one, where a Chinese man marries a robot that he built for himself because he could not find love. Oh. I mean, that's what we suspect, at least. You know, yeah. you're gonna build yourself yeah. a robot. And marry it. That's uh, you've given up at that point. You've given at up. At least on yeah, the human just, race. Yeah, the the online dating's not working for you. You just can't swing it at the bookstore. You're just running out of options. So you know what? Fuck it. You're gonna take luck into your own hands, and you make your own luck. Because you oh, always get, get lucky of when hits you, when you I have swing stuff at the bookstore. Your partner like that. Come on. So okay. this this Chinese man named Zheng. Jajaya, yeah, I think. Damn it, Zang. Damn it, Zang. <laughs> has built himself a wife. And she is a robot, age undetermined. And <laughs> after two months How do you of. age a robot? Well, I mean. From the moment that she was fully built? She's clearly. Like of, the idea of conception. She's clearly of age if she's getting married without her parents' consent. She would need her motherboard and her fatherboard well, to sign off. Before he is she his. Could. He, this is the fucked up thing. Is it like incestual? Because he is the father. He created her. Well, yeah, technically he'd be weird. the father, but he'd need to consult the motherboard if she was under eighteen. But that's oh. in human years and not Ooh. robot years. Ah, true. What are yeah? What is the conversion of robot years to human years? I think it's a lot. I think it's I think one like to a hundred. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It would have to be. Yeah. Yeah. So it must go by waited. a lot. He waited a couple them. months, and she was of age. It's like that idea where you know, when you're a little kid, everything seems to like take forever because you have no concept of time. But then, as you get older, you like time speeds up because you've already lived so long. Yeah, the longer you live, the faster it goes. So for robots, it's got to be like one to a like one to a hundred in terms of the ratio because they're living forever unless like they get fucking shut down. Yeah, the only way. Yeah, right. The only way. Power failure. So, like That's a year it. for them might must be like five minutes for us. <laughs> so this this poor robot lady is going to be trapped with this guy for like what's the equivalent of like five million human years, and and no and no other like actual lady would take him. This poor robot. 
This poor robot stuck with the biggest asshole on planet Earth. She's like, I believe in you. <laughs> no human wanted you. Why should I want you? So I, I kind of feel for the guy a little bit. I guess in China there's a bad ratio. It's uh, 113.5 men to every 100 women. 113? So there's always like a, there's always going to be a surplus of men. Oh. There's 13 and a half dicks just chilling. Fucking not doing shit. Well, I guess it'd be... Yeah, it'd be 13 and a half dicks just chilling. You know, because out of 100 women, there's going to be at least, like, let's say 5% aren't interested in men. Uh, another, like, 5%. Like, there's going to be these, like, things that knock it down even out of that 100. You're not determining, like, sexuality or anything along those yeah, lines. Yeah, preferences. Yeah, exactly. Or if, like, they think you're butt-ass ugly... Like, that knocks out a lot of women out of that. Yeah, you're fucked. You're fucked, man. So even if you're in China and you never leave and there is that one person for you, that one person for you probably has, like, four other yous ready to fucking pounce. Without a doubt. So if you're a dude in China, you better fucking Bring your treat your game. lady right. Or make yeah, a robot. Treat your lady right because there's a bunch of other dudes waiting. <laughs> treat her like a robot. Get her well-oiled. You know? Well-oiled. Yeah, oh, yeah. Up, updated yeah keep them up to date with what's going on it's uh it, it'll be interesting to see if this marriage lasts i want to i want to <laughs> say that i how would you divorce a robot do you need to get a robot lawyer for I'm her telling you she's gonna lawyer be appropriate she's gonna leave him she's just you know she what she's be a, gonna do she's, she's gonna a, upload she's a, her consciousness well i was just thinking i mean she wouldn't even need a lawyer because she's a robot so that she would already know all of the law because it would be readily available right at her brain as long as she's hooked up to Wi-Fi, you're fucked. But if she did stay, that would be one hell of a benefit because a robot woman can do anything in the world. But she's going to be a lot smarter than you. And she's going to be telling yeah, you thing. what You're to always going to be dumb. You're always going to be dumb to her. You're not going to tell her anything new. She knows it all. You're going to be... And she'll we, she'll, she'll do everything. You'll be like a, a puppy. That's, <laughs> you're going to have no benefit. No benefit. You're just there. And that's when the singularity happens and they get rid of us. <sighs> So yeah, get best best of luck. Good well wishes to uh Zhang Zhaiza. Do we have a name on the robotic wife? Um 10110011111001000. No, I don't uh, 100 will be her dubbed name. Um good luck to Zhang in 100. Her name is Ying Ying. Ah, oh, that's stereotypical. I don't know. He's Chinese. Is that is that oh. okay? He's the one who said it. Uh, I, don't know I mean, I, I said it, but it's just, he picked the name. Oh, okay. I thought you were just adding that in, making that up. Oh no, that's not me. This is this lady. This is this okay. robot lady's name. I was name. gonna say that's kind of uh, crossing Yingy. the threshold there, buddy. Yeah, no, I would not say that unless that was actually the robot Asian lady's name. Okay, okay, we're in the clear on this one. That's how. That's a great sound clip right there. <laughs> <laughs> So, so that's about it for uh, all of our bizarre news. We had a lot of it up there. The bizarre news, yeah. But it transitions us into technology because it's only right that we're talking about robots that we will go move into technology. Tick, 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 technology. Oh, yeah. We got uh, some tech stuff coming at you. I'm, I'm going to start it off with a 
cool little solar device. We're we're really big into solar. We always like talking about the benefits. It's the future. Uh, it, everybody needs to look into solar, and especially the companies these days will come out and they will install for free just about in a payback system. So you don't have to do an initial investment of $10,000 or any of this craziness. A lot of the companies like SolarCity will work with you on a payment plan and pull it from your energy. Yeah, there's, and we'll get into that later about uh, the benefits of, of solar energy and how that can pay off in the long run. This uh, specific piece of solar tech that I wanted to talk about is called SmartFlower. Now, it's a collapsible, intelligent solar panel that's shaped like a flower. So it has these petals that sort of come out on top of one another, or they stack on top of one another, and then they fold out. And it also uses a, a sun tracker sort of thing to follow the movement of the sun so that when you have a stationary solar panel, you're only going to get a limited range of sunlight. But when you have something that's going to be able to follow the sun, you can get it for as long as it's in the sky. You're going to get the most out of it. Yeah, as long as the sun's up, it will receive the energy. It This smart flower uh, solar panel also folds itself up and dries itself off uh, when it rains. At night, it will com- fold completely into its own base. So this isn't something that you have to, like, if you want to go out at night and, like, you know, enjoy your nice yard and have a drink on your porch you're not going to have this solar panel a lot of people complain about what they look like but this will be hidden away yeah i gotta say it's another it's another nice option we've covered tesla tiles which are the hidden solar tile that actually blends with your roof this is another nice option that's probably going to be a little less expensive as well yeah it's i'm not sure on a price for it i can look into it's not available to the mainstream yet um it's something that's coming out in the future yeah, they have a website if you want. You can go to smartflower.com, and they have a little video that you can watch. It's pretty cool. It's it's really eye-catching the way that the technology works. And if people can have this to, you know, get off the grid, do it, man. I, I would yeah, do I, it if I, I would own I think property. it's awesome, man. Um, it, yeah, as soon as I own a house, solar will be one of the first things that I'm looking into as a project because it only makes sense – your renew- renewable energy, come on. Uh, instead of paying these power companies for dirty energy that comes from coal well, and oil. Make them pay you also. Fuck, fuck exactly. the environmental end of it. Talk about cash. Fucking make the companies pay you. You know, uh, an electric bill is something everyone has to worry about. Exactly. And, uh, you know, when solar first came out, it, the, the payback system would have taken 25, 30 years, even more. But now we're seeing a better return rate of this energy. So it's actually becoming practical. Yes, the the battery backups are better. Um, You're actually able to conserve and and save more energy instead of wasting, which is nice. These solar panels are becoming more efficient, the whole design in general, across the board. Oh, absolutely. Our next product that we're going to feature is very unique as well, um, and it's very friendly to the environment. Now, what we have is Skipping Rocks Lab is developing right now, and ra- they've raised enough money. They were shooting to raise around 400,000 euros, um, and now they've raised double that. They're at around 800,000. Um, it is a water bottle that is completely edible. It's this biodegradable. Cool. It's amazing. Um, their demo pack, like what they're demoing, is a small ball that you just put in your mouth, and you chew on it, and pops, and you get water, and you also 
you have a little bit of an edible product. It almost reminds me of like if people are familiar with like fruit boba. It yes. kind of it kind of looks like a boba ball in a way. Yeah, it really does, man. Um, it's so funny. Um, I, the first time like we came across this, I was just like, "What the fuck are these people chewing on?" It looks like a little like I don't it's even a know water droplet. Yeah, I mean, it's just I don't imagine it tasting good. That's the one thing. They said it uh, from what I saw. It they said it has a it has very little taste. It's uh I think a seaweed it's seaweed based packaging. It's seaweed based, yeah. They, so it's all broken down and, and it makes um. So I don't I want to know how it made, it's made clear though. That's that's the wild part. It's completely clear. It's probably just like a plant it. cellulose of some sort. Yeah, similar to like uh, if anybody's ever had like the cellulose um rolling papers that that were big like uh five ten years ago. Um, they're still around, but nobody really uses them anymore. But Right, it, they were clear as well, and I'd imagine it's probably very similar to that. It and they also said that they could put flavors in them. I saw. Yeah, now that's even that's even cooler, man. Um, now I don't know if they're gonna change the design. You know, if they're all gonna come into these little balls, or if they're gonna up the size or make it more like water bottle ish. Um, no, they're trying. I think they're trying to do away with the water bottle completely. That's the whole idea. Well, yeah, but I mean, the thing is, they would have to, the way these balls are, it, people, it's the size of a golf ball about, okay? So, right. assuming that they keep it this way, maybe they come in packs, and you just, you know, one at a time, you know, you're thirsty, like, oh, just pop one, you know? Um, but still, that seems a little odd, and I feel like that would be weird for people to adapt to. It's probably better suited for things like um, marathons. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, you're running, you just pop one real quick. And if people are are familiar with marathons, one of the biggest things is people, yeah, going by, grabbing a water bottle, drinking it, and throwing it on the ground. Yes, right? Yeah. So even if you were just not, you didn't want to eat this thing, you could throw it on the ground because it's completely biodegradable and it will decompose. Yeah, you could just bite into it, suck the water out, and throw it on the ground. It'll just decompose, and it's, like, clear. It's not even, like, garbage. Yes. And plastic never degrades. You can put plastic into a landfill with compost and every bacteria known to man, and it will not change. It will not alter over 100 years. It will be the same goddamn plastic bottle. The label will degrade, but not the fucking plastic. And that's the worst part about these plastic bottles, that we all see them all over the roads in the fucking ocean and ponds and all over. And it's like we need to find an alternative to plastic for everything because this is becoming an issue. Now, I did see at one point, I guess they're they're crowdfunding right now or something, it looks like. They're yeah, still trying they, to raise money. They, no, they doubled their money. And you could still actually get in this if you want to invest and have a share in the company. Um, Skipping Rocks is, like, still taking money for it. Um, you know, the more the better, I assume. The quicker they get the product out. Um, it's fucking crazy, man. It's, it's something definitely worth investing in if uh, you're over in Europe. I don't know if you can invest from America. I'm sure you probably could, right? I was I gonna say I'm uh, I'm on their crowdsourcing thing right now, CrowdCube, and it says that they've raised, like you said, twice what they were looking for. They have 956 investors. It says uh, as little as 10 euros you can actually get in on your own share. I might buy some of the stock myself. So if I make a move on that, I'll let people know, and uh, we'll keep track of what's going on with Oho Lab or. Uh, Skipping Rocks Lab and Uhu or Oho Water. 
blobs. It wouldn't be a bad idea, man. I mean, this is definitely futuristic, and it probably is the future we're heading towards. We need to figure out more fucking recyclable alternatives. And I'm definitely I mean, passionate. So much. I'm definitely passionate about getting plastics out of the environment. That's something that we should really without a doubt, on. man. I mean, people don't realize, you know, um, that birds eat plastic and die from it constantly. Like. I was actually outside in my house the other day, and uh, I live right off of the main highway, and garbage is constantly blowing into my fucking yard. I watched a bird pick up a straw and start chewing on it. Uh, yeah. And it, was just, it no just made me think about it again, and I'm just like, wow, man, we really we do need to do something about this. Because if all of our trash was de like biodegradable like that, even if we had this nightmare of pollution, it's not going to be the pollution it is today. It's all going to clean itself up. Whereas plastics, they're not going to clean up. They're always going to be lurking if we don't clean them up ourselves. Yeah, plastic is a very useful material, but it's uh, it's around forever. So it's around forever, and it's actually not safe for you a lot of the time. You know, those water bottles. Never drink like a water bottle that's been left in the sun. A lot of people know this, but if you don't, I mean, the chemicals that come off of plastic into the water are terrible for you. They can give you cancer. There's so I shouldn't have that things. whole pack of uh, that whole crate of water in my car. No, people that <laughs> I've been that's, handing that's, that out to homeless people and kids. Oh, no. man, <laughs> come on, you're killing them off, you sick son of a bitch. Speaking of, uh, no, I can't really segue that. Anyway, our next uh, <laughs> our next technology segment is based on air travel. We talked a little bit about United's fuck-ups. I'm thinking that we can spin this around and come up with something cool in the future, like round runways. This endless runway design is being proposed by Dutch scientist Henk Hesselink. Henk Hesselink. Uh, it's a two miles in circumference uh, shape that allows planes to land and take off. Uh, in any alignment with the wind rather than flying in crosswinds, which if anyone's seen uh, planes landing in crosswinds, if you haven't seen that, go YouTube that. It's oh it's insane. They're coming sideways because they're pushing against these winds that are just, you know, pushing them completely off the runway. It, and it's yeah, terrifying. They, it's They come it's, in at angles, and then they just last minute, like when they touch the ground, it straightens them out. It's wild. Do you think the plane's going to fucking crash or roll over? Right, and on the behalf of the pilots, they're doing their best and they're doing their job, you know, keeping landing it that way. That's what they have to do, but it's not ideal. So in these round runways, it gives multiple angles of approach. So you can go with the wind rather than, like, against it. It also allows for, in theory, three planes to land and or take off at once. So you don't have to concentrate on the two runway thing where it's like one's coming in and one's leaving. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Runway control officers. Yeah. Wouldn't have yeah. such a difficult job anymore. He also has it sort of designed like a NASCAR track where it's slanted so that it banks in towards the airport using the tr centrifugal force of the plane coming in on the wall of the circle. It actually forces it to come in towards its destination and slow down, which is what you're going to do with it anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it would just it would save the braking. Yeah, it there's there's a lot of benefits. It also you know anyone who lives around the airport is gonna have to deal with equal noise. It's not all gonna be coming in from one spot, which is yep. nice. 
there yeah, is I, live, co- I, I live right next to an airport, so I would appreciate that. There's there's a couple of things that people have said against it. You know, like it's going to wear the tread on the tires a little bit too much, or it could cause confusion in terms of it being symmetrically shaped, you know, on either side. But yeah. I, I think it's, uh, it's something worth trying. It'd be cool to see an airport actually do this and yeah, see, man. Uh, see what the results would be. Yeah. Well, yeah, air flight has been the same for a long, long time. I mean, we have development in new plane types and whatnot, and, you know, like there's going to be the glass bottom jets coming out in the next 10 years and all that. That's but, I mean, so when it comes down to the, the runways and all that, I mean, it's all been the standard same thing, you know, even the landing of the plane. And, I mean, yeah, we should look into alternatives for progression. Absolutely. It's always good to take a look at what you're doing, sort of assess, see if you can do better. Yes, sir. Well, our next article here has a little bit to do with the Westworld. And me and you, we were big into Westworld. We featured it on this show before. Oh, yeah. Quite the concept of artificial intelligent robots that look very human. Um, Soft-skinned robots that interact just like us. Now, what's going on is that Disney has applied for a patent. And now they're researching and exploring the idea of creating robots that can safely interact with people instead of all the characters that you see at Disney, you know, the paid actors, which is one of Disney's prized things about this, the uh, park. Everybody that's been to Disney knows, you know, Snow White's there, you know, Cinderella, whatever, you know, you're into, like, they're there. Aladdin will come say hi, you know, and they're great actors that live at Disney and they're always in character. They never but break what character. what if we could make an Aladdin? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So Disney's deciding that they're tired of fucking paying people and they want to cut down and they want to have legit slave labor without an issue. <laughs> so now they're going to start creating people. Um, so they've, de- they've developed a small test robot. Um, I guess it is based on the Big Hero 6 from um, Baymax. I don't, I'm not familiar yeah, with it. Yeah, I, I didn't see that one. I, I know what one it is, though. He It's some kid... Who in San Francisco, I believe, who has like a a big robot friend in the future kind of thing. Yeah, and this robot's creepy as fuck. It looks like a standing up sloth. It's like almost. a it's like a futuristic uh, Michelin man. Yeah. Okay, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, or like it's a, a very Stay Puft Holy type dude. The Stay Puft Marshmallow well, dude. <laughs> apparently, the upper body's filled with fluid to give it that soft flesh like feeling. Um, and these robots That's a little won't weird. Be, they won't operate on their own. We're not to that level yet, and we can't trust it, you know, because anything can go wrong. Haywire, and it squishes a kid. I mean, we're going to have an issue here, Disney. It's like, sir, you're already, you're sir, already I'm dodging gonna, alligators. I'm going to need you to watch these robots overnight. Don't turn your back on them. Don't take your eyes off of number three. He's a it's, real sketchy fuck. It's like, what, the one that just moved by itself? <laughs> Why is he pointing at me? He'd be like, oh, he's, like he selected you. That's what that means. Oh, he, he just likes you. Don't worry. Don't worry. He liked Jimmy, too. Wait, <laughs> didn't Jimmy die here? Yep. Uh, I, how did Jimmy die? <laughs> oh, we, we can't talk into that because of the lawsuit. That's all. Don't worry about Jimmy. He, he's in a better place. <laughs> that's that's going to be the story in the behind the scenes if the Disney pushes this old Westworld robot thing. Yeah, and apparently um, each body part of like the robot will be hooked up to a sensor that's pressure. Um, it's a pressure sensor so that uh, it can't actually do any squishing of sorts. So it can't love anyone to death. It can't hug you to death, unfortunately. You know, it won't love you that hard. 
unfortunately. Yeah, I'm just saying, some people want to be loved really hard. And, I want yeah. want to go into death's sweet, loving embrace at, at Disney's Wild Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Grandpa, Grandpa was always a hoot, you know. You know, it would be Disney <coughs> to uh, explore this. Yeah, I uh, have you been? You, I've been to the Florida one. I've never been to the yes. California one. Come on, you're not gonna go to Disneyland. You're gonna go to Disney World. Well, I mean, I'm at, I'm out here now. I mean, on the East Coast, the go-to is Disney World, but Disneyland is the original one, and that's out here in uh, yeah. in Cali. Original's not always better, though. I mean, come on now. I mean, you stepped I, in the world. Why are you gonna go to the land? We all know. <laughs> The world, you have the whole world. Why, why not have that instead of a land? Well, one one reason to head on over to California is the amount of power that they're getting from solar, which will be covered in our next topic here. The wholesale electricity prices are turning negative. We've got so much electricity, we're practically giving it away. Come on down, we got energy for days. <laughs> you need power, we got it. We want you to run your air conditioners and open your windows, turn on those lights, and run those hair dryers. We got too much power. We don't know what to fucking do with it. Turn on all the lights and leave the house running. They're going to bring back the death penalty just to get the chair going again. <laughs> oh, my God. That's they a lot of volts. With it all. They got to do something with it all. A ton of easy bake ovens. I don't know. So. Oh, they don't use any energy. They're a light bulb. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That's maybe that's what they got to do. You know, we got it's all these uh, energy saving bulbs. They're getting a little back pedal on the uh, <laughs> amount of power they're getting here. All these LEDs. You're right, man. They're in not just, conserving as much as a halogen. In just 15 years, the state has produced gone from producing almost no power at all to producing almost 5,000 megawatts. And I'm no electrician, but that's a fucking lot. Yeah, that's a fucking lot of energy. At least it sounds like it, because I'm not an electrician either. <laughs> the uh, the state really doesn't even know what to do with half with all their power now. They they produce so much that they are not able to store it. The abundance of renewable energy at certain times means grid managers have a new task on their hands: dealing with all the energy. They don't have batteries capable of storing the huge amounts of energy or electricity, and the grids can only support so much. There are times where See, that's crazy. We're uh, getting to the point we need to be, where we're not using dirty energy anymore. Well, there's got to be a way to hook that up and sort of like send it somewhere else. Like, it, like we said before, they're practically well, going to have to give it away. Well, that's when it, that's where it comes into that we all need to integrate the system. Um, instead of having these power lines, they need to be hooked <laughs> to, these, to the solar systems so that it's transferring across the grids across the country instead of just isolated like Cali and. You know, the designated spots that are major solar, like New York's a big solar state, Cali's a big solar state, I'm sure Washington, Colorado, you'll find guess, those. But it needs to go to the south, it needs to go to the places that it's really not popping yet. I guess over in Germany, uh, to take Europe's example for it, uh, they've heavily invested into both solar and wind, and sometimes they have so much power, it has to pay neighboring countries to take their energy. That's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. Because, I mean... Yeah, what happens when you you can get overloaded on your backups? Probably, that I'd imagine that just means like it's too good and you need to scale back a little. Get get more batteries, people. Store or this get shit or get more batteries. Day. Yeah, absolutely. That's the way to do it. So I mean, California, we uh, we got a water problem, but we don't got an electricity problem. That's for sure. 
And our last tech story that we have here, it is involving the infamous wall that we're all debating on if it's going to be built or how it'll be built and all that. And it's actually a great alternative to just a standard wall. Now, this is our uh, wall on our southern border, right? Yeah. What other wall is there these days, man? The Are we wall. doing it? I thought we were doing a northern one. Uh, the Canadians we can handle for now. Okay, this, I guess. we got to test it on the south, and then we're figuring out if that's if it can hold them, then it might hold the Canadians. <laughs> well, I like I this I like this other idea you got. The Canadians, I don't know, man. They're risky. we got to figure out a real plan for them. <laughs> They're going to come in and say sorry and give you some poutine. That's about it. Oh, nobody wants. No, stop it. Oh, give me all They're the two poutine. They're too nice. Send They're me all nights. your poutine. <laughs> <laughs> So what we have here is a group of Mexican and American engineers combined. Um, it's called the Made Collective, and they've come up with an idea to build a $1 trillion hyperloop that would be the wall itself. Um, and instead of it just being an ugly-ass wall that has no purpose besides fucking separating countries, it would actually provide a great, useful method of traveling and at fast speeds. And also, the, it would... The research in, would just help us because, I mean, the Hyperloop could be the future of travel. We're talking speeds of 750 miles an hour plus. That's insane. I, yeah, I mean, I'd like to be able to come out to Cali in, a, in like an hour or two. Like, you know, I mean, that's crazy. That would be amazing, man. And avoiding the airlines and all that, you just hop on your little tube, boom. And if it connects a lot to a lot of other lines, you know, that'll be the start of another hype, like a, a nationwide Hyperloop. Exactly, man, and um, it needs the hyperloop really needs to be a track that's that's you know that would be the perfect setup for the first major hyperloop because once the hyperloop gets up to speed, it takes a long time to slow down. So you need a lot of room to work with if you're gonna set this up to achieve full speed. And what better way than a whole fucking border of the country to demonstrate it on? We need to build something anyway. Why not build something that could have a double feature? Yeah, um, and apparently. The plan would only cost around $15 billion, and that's $21 billion less than the Department of Homeland Security is estimating this border wall will cost. Save some money? Save some money and actually develop technology for the better use of mankind. I mean, that doesn't sound... That sounds like idiotic to not go with this. I feel like it would Granted, also make some jobs, too. A shit ton, man. And I'm sure the wall was going to make jobs regardless for a little bit. But this would be but, permanent jobs because you could have people manning the different stations and stops. Just like a train, yes, yeah, exactly. Um, I, th I think this is an incredible idea. Um, I feel like it's going to get overlooked very easily. It's been passed along um, to the Customs and Border Protection, who is handling the whole plans under the Trump administration. Um, apparently, in June, they're going to announce the companies that it will hire to build the prototypes of the border wall and decide on a final plan. I think it'd be really cool if they went with this plan. I think it would be too, man, because, I mean, the Hyperloop, we've been we've been interested in the Hyperloop for a long time now. The test track in Nevada is cool, but it's very short, and it doesn't achieve full speed. And it's not practical, because not, you're not going anywhere legitimately in Nevada like this. It's just a test. Whereas this one would actually be a test, and then it would become a mainstream type of transportation. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just I want to ride a Hyperloop so bad. I'm down the road. I'll be a tester on the Hyperloop once they send a couple monkeys through it. And put a fucking it. helmet on me and put me on there with the monkeys. I don't give a shit. Fuck. Me, me, and a bunch, me and a bunch of macaques and chimpanzees fucking riding the Hyperloop for the first time. 
Well, that's a rager. There's definitely going to be some windmills and fucking kicks thrown there. Better put some hardcore on. <laughs> Baboon murder. Baboon murder. That's, that's, oh, my God. That's uh, Monkey's favorite band. Mo- oh Monkey's favorite metal band. Macaque Massacre. Macaque Massacre. They're good, too. I they're heard the they're open- playing they're, this They're summer. the openers. Yeah, they open for them constantly. So, yep. I mean. <laughs> on the Primate 2020 tour. So, there, you know, there was no mention whether they tried to get Elon involved in this, although Elon has opened the patent on the Hyperloop so that other companies can help develop because that's how, that's the type of dude that Elon is. Because he's just he wants, musky like that. He's just musky like that. He wants people to, to actually evolve technology. He's not trying to fucking hoard it to himself for money. No, he's uh, besides God's he's got he more than enough money. Tesla money. <laughs> Solar City. So yeah, seriously. Now that he bought Solar City from his cousin, I mean, building fucking roller coasters in his factories. He's gonna put some of them solars on top of the Tesla. You'll be cruising around with a solar-powered car in no time. Oh hell yeah! And riding your <laughs> your Hyperloop torque. I'm thinking like in terms of transit and stuff like that. That'd be great. You know, if you could hop oh, on the Hyperloop and head to work and like for me, two states re- over. I was going to say renting around here is really fucking high price. If I could hop on the Hyperloop and head somewhere that's a little bit cheaper to live, that'd be great. Yeah, man. Fucking your fucking 30-minute commute gets you uh, fucking 700 miles away, you know? like <laughs> That'd be insane. Yeah, You could work clear across the country almost. Yeah, dude. Literally, I could come visit you on the weekends, like from New York to Cali, like without an issue. It wouldn't even take that long to get to you. It'd be so, it would be fucking awesome, man. That'd be insane. Hopefully it gets to that point. Let's see what they end up doing. Time will tell. Until then, we'll just keep playing video games. Oh, yeah. It's that time again. Into our next segment here. We're getting into our games with gold reviews and updates. We talked about two games that they were giving away last time. We talked about Rise, Son of Rome, or Sons of Rome. I don't know if it's plural. And Darksiders. (laughs) Uh, again, Darksider, Darksider. I don't know if it's plural. Let's throw an S on there. Um, I got a chance Two to play Two very Rise. good games for, for Games with Gold. I will say these, this has been a good month for Games with Gold. These are actually heavy hitter games. Yeah, absolutely. There was ones in the past couple of months that, were like, you know, I blew through them pretty quickly and I wasn't too interested in them. Rise is pretty legit, I have to say. Yeah, you know, um, for, I didn't get a chance to, to touch it this time. You know, it was pretty fun the first time. The repetitiveness was the one thing that kills me because I hate repetitive games. I will agree with you on that. They can, kind of tend to throw the same sort of uh, enemies at you. It gets really a little repetitive after a while. The story is kind of interesting, but what I do have to say about that is because you said you said it was the title release, right? Yes, it was one of the original initial releases for or console, Xbox One. Console title release. So Yeah. So I think they were showing their dick off a lot in these uh, cutscenes because they last like 12 minutes. Oh, that's a killer. That's a so, killer for me. So I was trying to like speed run through this game like story mode and I kept getting hung up on these cutscenes. You know, I'd go and fucking make some food and by the time I got back, they were just ending. So... That's one thing I have to say is I think they were just showing off trying to say, like, oh, look what we can do, like, with our new console. But at this point, it's not that new, so I don't give a shit. Yeah, now it's old news, yeah. The multiplayer Um, is cool, though. You got to jump on that. We have to jump on that also. We um, will. will. It's a Coliseum type of setting. They throw in enemies for you and your partner to go against. 
Oh, that's it, cool. So, yeah. And there's booby traps. They got spikes. They got flames. They got spears to throw at people and shit. It's pretty cool. Well, that's pretty neat. That, that is cool. That does sound like a fun multiplayer game. I give Rise four bong hits. Four out bong of five. hits out of five? Out of okay. five. That's, that's a fair rating. That's pretty decent. Now, what do you have to say about Darksiders? Um, and those for you, for everybody who doesn't know what Darksiders is, Darksiders is a game where you take um, the role of War, one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Um, it's quite a, it's quite a dark storyline. It's adventurous and it's, uh, it's wild. I like um, the storyline. It was cool. You like the storyline, right? Yeah, that's what a lot of people have said about this game. Is the storyline is the winning feat of it. As, um, Ma- as Matt said, you play as war, and you're falsely accused of breaking your oath to not be summoned unless the seventh seal is broken and the apocalypse starts, and you have to prove your innocence, essentially, by fighting demons and bringing in the head dude named the Destroyer, I believe. That's legit, yeah. Um, obviously, there's another Darksiders 2. This one was free this month, so that's why we're covering this. Um, so if you've had a chance to play either of these, you should let us know what you think. Absolutely, we'd love to hear from you. Or play with you. Uh, if you ever yeah, want to hit us up, our gamer tags, mine is Landers the Plane, L-A-N-D-E-R-S, the Plane, all one word. And mine is Matty G from HP, M-A-T-T-Y-G-F-R-O-M-H-P. Before we wrap up the video games, we got to let you know what's coming out next. You want to do the honors, Matt? Yeah, man. Uh, actually, one of my favorite um, series of all, there's a game coming from that on games with gold coming out april 16th you'll be able to get assassin's creed revelations for free that'll be available from the 16th to the 30th for you to grab and also a game that you actually like a lot the walking dead season two from telltale series which is everybody's into the telltale series um they're a choice based game it's not really you're not controlling the character like per se but you're controlling the decisions of the character yeah, you watch I, a cinematic storyline unfold in front of you that you choose how it goes. I sort of attribute it more to uh, choose your own adventure. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, I, rem- I always remember you were playing like um, text-based games back in the day. Yep. There was that one cool space one you were playing, and you would tell me about. And uh, this is like a little more advanced feature of that. It had the cinematic value added to that. Things um, jump out at you. You sort of have those action cutscenes where you have to hit a button or else you die, kind of thing. Yes, yeah, exactly. Um, that will be available April 16th through May 15th, so you got quite a bit to actually pick that up before that expires. Now, it's interesting that they gave away Season 2 and not Season 1. I'm wondering if that's in a ploy season to try and get people Season 1 was free hooked. for a while. Okay. I will say that. I uh, have Season 1. It was free. Um, not with. Not, it probably was with Games for Gold at one point, but um, initially, right after it came out, they did give it away for free uh, for some reason. Okay. It was just like a free game popped up out of nowhere. Um, it's definitely worth playing. Season years. season one, season two, I played both of those. I believe I've played season three. I dropped off towards the end of it. But uh, I'm going to replay it for our next games with gold. So be sure to look out for that and download Assassin's Creed, Walking Dead, and try and get Rise and Darksiders while it's still available. Yep. If you guys listen to this when it releases, you should still be able to snag it. Absolutely. And I think that brings us to the end of the show where we lay down all of our plugs on your asses you made it this far stick with us folks just a couple more minutes and we'll have you out of here now we want you to take a look at our facebook and our instagram so uh why don't you hit that little search button american slacker podcast and if that's not enough for you why don't you check out our main hub 
americanslackerpodcast.wordpress.com. To all graphic artists out there and all of our fans, if you want to contact us, hit us up on our email. That's americanslackerpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and Reddit, A-M-E-R-S-L-K-R podcast. That's Amer Slacker podcast, A-M-E-R-S-L-K-R podcast. And don't forget to stop by iTunes and rate and review our show. Also, Please, t- give us a little love. Also, and tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell them to also go to the iTunes. While they're there, throw a five-star down. Come on. Nothing but fives. That's all we want to see. Nothing. There's no other option. As we've discussed many times before, you will not find a one, two, three, or four under American Slacker Podcast. Hell You'll no. see it, but you, you just can't click it. So take our word for it. Click the five. Fives or nothing. Another way to get your friends into our show if they don't know podcasts, send them over to our YouTube. Search American Soccer Podcast on YouTube. You'll find our playlist of some of our favorite episodes, and we'd love to get some new fans that way. You can check out our Spotify playlist, which Matt curates. You will find all the great artists that we cover on this show. We will have you rocking in your car, in your house, school, work, doesn't matter. You'll dig the jams that are on that playlist. Just search American Slacker Podcast on Spotify. Unfortunately, we're not under there as a podcast yet. Um, We've had a few people ask us about that lately. Spotify is a little dick about the whole adding podcasts. They select them themselves. So we're still working at that. Maybe one day we'll be on there. (laughs) Yeah, we'll work towards it. The more you rate and review us and tell tell your friends about us, uh, the more that likely that that's going to happen. Another way to help the show out is head over to Patreon, look for American Slacker Podcast, become a sponsor of the show. If you donate a dollar, you get a shout-out. If you donate $5, you get to ask us a question. Any question, we are legally bound to answer. Any Uh, goddamn question. Think of it this way. We put out at least five episodes, including our bonus episodes per month. That If you give us a dollar, it's 20 cents an episode. If you think our hour plus is worth that we give you each episode is worth that, We'd love, we'd love for you to be a sponsor. And if you guys want to get at us, send us some hate mail in the DMs. Our personal Instagrams are the spot to do it. You can find me at MWG Media. And my Instagram is Landers the Plane, just like my gamer tag. I want to see a couple of DMs that say "fuck you Sessions" or "fuck Jeff what Sessions." Fuck is that? Guy? I want to oh, get yeah. some of that. Let's, let's just let's just put that out there right now. Fuck you Sessions, right now. Absolutely. Let's Fuck you. Let's, I want some DMs of people saying that. Fucking hit want, us yeah. up with that shit. Hell yeah. Maybe a photo or a video of you saying that. Yeah, definitely. Let us know you are out there listening. Loving it. All right, you lovely fucks. Thank you for tuning in. As always, we love you. We love you, dirty nah. sons of bitches. I think uh, that's it. And there you go. close to me don't let me i'm doing red red wine red 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 wine wine. stay close to me we don't
don't have a metronome, people, so I mean, don't make fun of us. We, have, was, we don't have the tune. That was Come the on. end. This is bonus right now for them. Is, they'll hear it. They're sticking I'll around. Let, we'll let fucking them fucking lucky. We're going to let them hear it. I mean, that's what we do. We let them hear all sides of it. It's not always pretty. 